What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Deep Digger Sports Pod. I'm your host, Drew. And for the first time this year, my other host over there. What's up? It's D. Good to see you again. Uh, go ahead and like. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and comment. Um, honestly, we're going to have a ton of content. I know we are coming off of what some might consider the most wonderful time of the year. But the most wonderful time of the year is a 49ers playoff push. And we're going to be here for that. And what better way to start this uh, end of the season playoff push with a guest. This week, we do have John Jay from the 49ers Ultimate Report. New year. We got a new guest. It's going to be a fun episode, so check it out. Uh, we have our guest, John Jay from the 49ers Ultimate Report. Really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I know we've been on your show a couple times. If you want to go, let them know where they can find you and what you've been doing lately. Yeah, so uh, my name is John Jay of the 49ers Ultimate Report. That's with no H. Uh, uh, my channel, again, is the 49ers Ultimate Report. I talk 49ers football every single day. I also do other great content. You know, I do shorts. I do uploaded videos where there's breaking news, things like that. Uh, all things 49ers, you know, that's all I do. Uh, if you're a big 49er fan like myself and you're looking for no BS content, someone who's real, honest, and real, real stuff, uh, the 49ers Ultimate Report is is uh, for you. So go check it out. And we'll make sure we put all that stuff in the description so you guys can find it easily. Now, D, go ahead and hit us with what happened on Sunday. Yes. So Sunday, there was a game against the Las Vegas, formerly Oakland Raiders. I was uh, a little surprised. I thought it was going to be a I thought it was going to be a massacre. I thought it was going to be a blowout. I thought Jared Stidham was going to look like the uh true first-time starter that he is. Um he ended up looking good. I mean, so John Jay, could you give me a little bit about your first reaction to that game against the Raiders? Yeah, so basically, you know, uh to your viewers who don't know who do not know me, I am from San Francisco, born and raised, lived around the Bay area, lived in Oakland, lives in San Jose. So I know the Santa Clara area very well. And the first thing about the, the 49ers and Raiders football, it's, it's always, it was always the San Francisco 49ers and Oakland Raiders. Of course, they also spent time in LA, but then now they're at their th third home in the, uh, in Las Vegas. So it's, when you hear the Raiders and 49ers, it doesn't matter where they are. It's still a rivalry on its own. Uh, we don't get to see it as much as, you know, it, it used to be. But watching this game, the defense, which I've been very uh, proud of, what they have done this year, what Nick Bosa has done this year, this entire defense, looked like they were just, like, not in a good rhythm. I don't know what happened in the secondary. Uh, I talked about it also on my channel. But when it came to Devontae Adams, they probably put the wrong corner uh, in the Amador Lenore. So when I look at the 49ers, I think there was a, a lot of bad coaching mistakes from D'Amico, the secondary coach. We didn't do a lot of good pressures on Jarrett Stidham, and Stidham looked really, really good. He looked like a five-year vet who has played in like a lot of dangerous uh, football games. He That's how he looked. He looked so good on us. He put up 365 point, uh, yards on us, three touchdowns on us. So uh, the 49ers, the defense was the biggest, biggest like failure, you know, I have to say that honestly, but the greatest thing that I'm very proud of was Brock Purdy. This guy 
since he's taken over the starting job, this guy has been the guy. He's been the guy. He's shown why he's an NFL quarterback. No disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo, but Purdy showed that mobility. Purdy takes chances. Purdy's not afraid to take the hits. He made a mistake. He bounced back just like Jimmy Garoppolo, and he showed it in five consecutive possessions in the second uh, in the second half, four scoring drives. Uh, and that's the simple summary of yesterday's game. Yeah, and just to stick on that uh, defensive performance, is that uh, concerning to you? Knowing that this is a team that's going to push to like make a deep playoff run, having that, you know, like, I guess, dud of a defensive performance when they've been the number one defense in the league for the entirety of the season. Yeah. So when I look at the defense, what they did uh, yesterday, there's a lot of mixed reaction on social media, a lot of different opinions on different 49er voices. But one of the things that I have to be completely honest is that when you're in the NFL. The eight game winning streak has showed us that this defense can do so much, but there's always going to be that moment where a team out of nowhere was going to give the defense a hard time. And it really showed us that the secondary needs to be addressed. Uh, Jimmy Ward is not a corner. I have to take that back. I thought when he was a nickel corner, I thought it was going to be something really good. After watching him, he is not a nickel corner. He is a safety. So they have to address what his position is going to be. They're going to keep him at the nickel corner. He's not a nickel corner. Diamador Lenore, he's undersized. If he has to go against tall receivers, and, he, and as we go to the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of tall receivers. He cannot uh, play those big tall receivers because he gets burned. He doesn't have the height, and we saw it against the Raiders. So we have to look at that. So it's another big question. Talanoa Funga, who early in the year, has had great, great stats, has not been playing at the level he did earlier in the year. Tayshawn Gibson is doing really well out of all the secondary. He was probably the only consistent player on the field, but they need to address that secondary. I think the pass rush, they have to focus uh, because Nick Bosa even said, we gave Sidham so many opportunities. We didn't even hit him. We couldn't even get him. And we allowed him to run around our pass rush didn't do so well. So when you have Nick Bosa complaining about the defense, our secondary not performing really well, uh, D'Amico has to go back to the drawing board and see what he needs to do so this does not happen uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah, and to all those points. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say the defense was not great that day, but it was great to see like Brock Purdy under that pressure and – just to see how we would handle this type of game. I know he hasn't been trailing by, by that much in a game and getting all this experience is perfect leading into the playoffs. Um, I wonder if we want to get into Brock Purdy a little bit. Um, I know we put up a poll on Twitter and make sure you follow us on Twitter at the deep dig pod. So we can, you guys go weigh in on these polls. We want to hear you from you guys. Uh, has Brock Purdy earned the starting job next season? 54% of you said yes. 37% of you said there needs to be a quarterback battle in camp. Uh, 9% said no. Since taking over as the starter, Brock Purdy has the highest passer rating in the NFL. So, John Jay, why don't you just give us like what you saw from him in that game specifically? Yeah, so 
watching Brock Purdy and even going back to his very first game, even though Brock Purdy is 4-0 with the 49ers, he's technically 5-0 because when Jimmy got hurt, the 49ers were losing. But officially, he's 4-0. But he's had five good games, and this was a really, really good game for Brock Purdy to show what he – and again, one of the things that most people get wrong with the quarterback is – in these situations, this is what quarterbacks, why they get paid the big money when it comes to these situations. And so Brock Purdy really did a lot. And one of the things that Jimmy does not have that Brock Purdy does not have is the way he maneuvers. One thing that Kyle has started to do with Brock Purdy is the play action. So the play action has been incorporated again in the offense, which allows uh, their quarterback to roll out, to see the field survey, extend the plays. So that's one great thing I've, I've seen from Brock Purdy. And when it comes to the poll, like, is Brock Purdy the automatic starter? The answer is no. And the reason why I say that is because we we have, have a quarterback we drafted a few years ago in Trey Lance. And Trey Lance, I've said this about Trey Lance, this guy is one of the most unluckiest human beings on the planet. He He got rejected to Minnesota. He had to go to North Dakota. He reduced his talent level was one of the best in the Division II level, uh, got drafted uh, to the 49ers. Uh, of course, missed the year uh, in his junior year. Back to the 49ers, back up to Jimmy Garoppolo, has not played much, got hurt. So when I look at the 49ers situation, if Trey Lance does pan out, we have one of the most experienced young backups right behind Trey Lance. I still think Trey Lance is still the starter. And if Trey Lance struggles, Trey Lance should have a very short leash because what Brock Purdy is able to do. I think Brock Purdy does not have a lot of pressure because he knows his role is that he's just riding this ship until the season ends and whatever happens next year, Trey Lance is this team's quarterback. But Brock Purdy has shown that if anything happens to Trey Lance, Brock Purdy has shown that he can take this team and elevate this team much more. Again, no disrespect to Trey Lance. We'll see what happens next year. But Trey Lance is a starting quarterback. That's a good level. Like, hey, we drafted Trey Lance at number three. We need Trey Lance to, like, at least get the opportunity to be a starter. We don't know what we have on our hands. I think going into next season, there does need to be an open, like, quarterback battle just because of what Brock Purdy has shown as far as his intangibles. Uh, And I think that this is also like very good for Trey Lance that Brock Purdy is producing like this because Kyle Shanahan has really felt a lot more comfortable with his play calling with Brock Purdy at the helm. And so if you think about, okay, well uh, let's, let's put them both on paper. Trey Lance is a better prospect. Okay. Well, why am I not doing these same things with Brock Purdy that I could do with Trey Lance? Like, so I think that that mentality will move over and Kyle Shanahan might be a little less uh, like stringent with his play calling if Trey Lance does get the starting spot. But I do think there does need to be a quarterback battle moving forward. I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I I, I think uh, we know where I stand. I've been saying since the second we started Brock Purdy that he's the franchise. He's the future of the team. And yeah, I was saying it jokingly all season. But, it, I mean, go back and look. I did say it. So, I'm feeling really good about Brock Purdy of where he's at. And at this point, if he takes us to an NFC Championship game, I'm kind of like, 
do we need to roll the dice on Trey still? Like, can we just kind of see what we have in Brock for a while? Because Trey's going to be under contract no matter what. No one's going to want to trade for like that level of pick without seeing him play and like knowing what they have. And Niners aren't going to get back like great conversation anyways. So both the guys are going to be on the team. Uh, I I would maybe flip it and give Brock Purdy uh, a you know medium sized leash next season and see what he can do, and if he starts to fall off and come back down, like okay maybe he doesn't have the talent that we see or he he's just kind of more of a average quarterback. Then let's you know roll with Trey Lance, but it's, it's going to be interesting because Trey Lance is just having another surgery right right now, so they say he's going to be ready by camp. I mean, hopefully he's completely healthy going into camp and that really doesn't affect this situation, but we'll see. I mean, only time will tell. And uh, as of right now, there is a game next week. One more playoff seating has been uh, going around Twitter sphere right now. A lot of scenarios, but it is still possible for the 49ers to get a one seed. Uh, D, how you feeling on our chances over there? I mean, the Eagles have lost their last two games with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Um, it's very possible that going into this week, they lose again because they are facing the New York Giants. New York Giants are also fighting for playoff seeding as well. They're a division opponent. I think it's a very real possibility the Eagles drop three in a row there. Um, and if they do, 49ers are in a very prime spot with the Arizona Cardinals coming up. The Arizona Cardinals look to be in shambles as well. So kind of is what it is. John Jay, what do you how are you feeling about the the playoffs moving forward? Yeah, so when I look at the playoffs, like I knew by best case scenario was if the Vikings lost one of their games and we won out, we were going to be the number two seed. Of course, right now we're currently the number two seed. How are the 49ers the number two seed? Well, the 49ers are undefeated against their division. The Eagles and the Vikings have lost two games. Even if we lose, uh, we are going to be the, the number two seed. Uh, you go to the conference. Minnesota has a bad conference record, a seven and four. The Eagles have a bad conference record. They're eight and three. The 49ers have the best odds to become the number one, the, the number one seed, uh, become the number one seed if the 49ers win and somehow the Eagles lose. One of the things I want to say about the Eagles that most people don't know is that the Eagles this year have been playing awful defenses. And so far, since, since they have played uh, the Washington Commanders, they have one of the best defenses, number four in the league. They've lost. When they've played the number eight ranked Saints defense, they have lost. What does that mean? They are losing two teams that have great defenses. What does that mean? J- Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew, they cannot play against really good defense. Also, the NFC East was given one of the most easiest schedule. Everyone there was a team third and below. So the Eagles, you look at their record, and they're playing the Giants. Unfortunately, the Giants have one of the worst defenses up there in the top 20. So the Eagles could win this game, but the divisional matchups are very, very difficult. It doesn't matter who you are. And divisional matchup is going to be very, very difficult. The Giants got blown out the, the, the last time. The Giants are still angry about that game. They're going to bust their butts to try to win that game. But for any 49er fans, those are the stats. Those are the numbers. The Niners have the highest chance to become the n- number one seed. But let's be very realistic. 
Will that happen? We don't know. Everything has to go perfectly. The Giants have to win. Niners have to win. And we get the number one seed. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's you know, going to happen. The Niners could win and the Giants could lose. No, the Giants can win. We could lose because look what happened against the Raiders. Anything is possible. Right now, if I'm the 49ers, win your game and see what happens once Sunday is all over. That's my thoughts when it comes to playoff seedings. But I will say this. If the Niners win, we have two home games in the playoffs. Very true. Very true. And also kind of like going with that, hey, anything could happen. The 49ers are on a massive win streak. It is tough to like, and we just seen it again with the Raiders game. It is tough to maintain a win streak in the NFL. Other teams also have millionaires playing. They have really skilled players. So it's just one of those things that, hey, like maybe the Giants end up, you know, dropping that game before the 49ers play. I'm not too sure what this, how the schedule pans out, but maybe the Giants drop their game before the 49ers play and the 49ers decide to sit everybody and be like, all right, well, we're going to get the number two seed. We're, there's not changing it. Fuck it. So that can very much well happen as well. So, uh, I mean, if the Giants win and the 49ers have a chance to get the number one seed, I think they're going to go all out to get that bye week. Yeah, I was, I was just going to wonder uh, if Niners win next week, and we win a Super Bowl, like Brock Purdy would be undefeated as a starter in his rookie season. Just and that would be amazing. And especially, I don't know, I don't know the stats of like if any rookie quarterback has finished a season undefeated as a starter. I know ben it's not a whole season though. Well, like his Ben season, Roethlisberger you know? had like thirteen wins, bro. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. let's but not go there. A Super Bowl though would be crazy from a rookie quarterback. But I just wanted to see your guys take really quick. Do you think that this Giants team will beat the Eagles? Because Dable already came out and said he's like, I don't believe in resting starters. Like these guys are gonna play. So John Jay, yeah, do you think like, that they do you, do you think the Eagles are gonna win or the Giants have a chance? Um, so for me, one thing that I, I have learned, and this goes back to the Bears game, uh, every 49er fan says we were gonna beat the Bears and the Bears beat us. The Eagles are the best team in the conference. But one of the things that it doesn't matter, the 49ers this year have had a division that the Rams, we always beat them. And this goes back not, you know, five years, 10 years. This goes back a while. They have never, the Rams have never swept us since the early, early 2000s. It's been a long time. We've always uh, swept the Rams. The Cardinals, they got injured. You know, we blew them out. The Seahawks this year, you know, you know, their defense is uh, their defense. So we could go 6-0 and in our division. But but going back to um, the Giants and the Eagles, this is a divisional matchup. This is going to be the second matchup, final game of the year. It's going to mean a lot to the Giants if they win. Yes, they're already in the playoffs. They're not going to go the number fifth seed. They're in the number six seed. They clinched that spot. They won't be able. But it's going to be about pride. So when it comes to the, the division matchups, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to eat win easily, and I don't think the Giants are going to lose. I think this is a, a difficult game for both teams. Anyone who thinks the Eagles are going to win easy, no, don't don't say that. If anyone thinks all oh, the Giants, you know, so we're going to be the number two seed. The division matchups matter, and when I look at the Giants, everyone said six, seven wins for the Giants this year at the best. Look what the Giants have done. Look what the Giants have done this year. So they've been. 
upsetting a bunch of teams this year, they could get the victory. Personally, as a 49er fan, I don't concern myself in other games, but this game and the 49ers game are going to be at the same time. Oh. Imagine if 49er fans are looking at the scoreboard and the Giants are up, say, like 24 to 7, and the Giants won. That t- entire stadium will be really funny. So fans will find out during the game what our faith is. So that's going to be really fun that both these games are going at the same time and we'll find out what happens at the end of the game. So that's just my thoughts about what can happen. Again, I don't do predictions. I just want, I just want my Niners to win. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> it's going to be a fun Sunday, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to wrap up, all kinds of playoff scenarios. I, I I don't need a I don't need a prediction from you, John J or D. But matchup wise, Packers, Lions, Giants, Seahawks, all these all these teams in the running for that final playoff spot. Who would you want the 49ers most to see in that first round? Say we take the two seed, we have to face one of these teams. Go and start with D. Which one would you rather face? And maybe who would you not like who would you want to completely avoid? I know it's tough to say like I would want to avoid like the Packers because, you know, we have beat the Packers, you know, multiple times in the playoffs and looked really good against them. But like a hot Aaron Rodgers playing like this, uh, I know their defense isn't as good, but Jair Alexander did just shut down Justin Jefferson. Uh, So there's something to say about that. Their pass rush is, you know, getting better as the season goes. So I'm thinking maybe the Packers to avoid just because they're hot. But who I would like to see like as a different matchup, I would probably like to see I would like to see the Dan Campbell Lions. Like that would be fun. That'd be a fun game to go against uh, J- uh you know, someone who they're familiar with in Jared Goff. Uh, the offense is pretty potent. The defense, you know, they have a little baby Bosa Jr. if you want to consider Aiden Hutchinson that, but um, I think that would be a fun, just a fun playoff game. You know what I mean? Definitely. I I, I want to see the Lions make the playoffs, but I don't want to see the Niners like beat the <laughs> shit out of them. So I'm kind of I'm kind of torn <laughs> on that. Uh, John Jay, what you feeling? What are you feeling about these uh, potential matchups? Yeah. So looking at the current standing, basically six teams have clinched the playoffs in the NFC. We have three spots for one spot. So we got the Seattle Seahawks currently. Uh, they have to win out depending on what happens in the Lions and Packers. Packers have the the number one odds, even if the Seahawks win, for whatever the reason, due to all the tiebreakers. I'm going to be, first, I'm going to say the team I want to avoid, and this is really called the rule of three. What is the rule of three? You can never, ever sweep a team three times. doesn't matter if you're the home team or you're away team. What happened last year? We swept the Rams, and we lost to the Rams in the most important game, of the season. Uh, of course, I am still a little bit, you know, heartbroken about that victory, but yeah. and then you go back just to the season before that, you know, Tampa Bay lost twice to the Saints, Saints hosted them, Tampa Bay won. Just recent, recent years, that rule of three really, really, really is true. So I want to avoid the Seattle Seahawks because we beat them twice. I really want to see the Detroit Lions in the playoffs because, uh, I have got to know so many Lions fans, especially one famous Lions fan who I will not say his name, but this guy uh, 
last year was talking all the smack about how his Lions are so good. They're going to win a Super Bowl. I want to see the Lions because I want all these Lions fans to come back out there and have their one week of, you know, fun, fun moment, because that's what I want to see. No disrespect. I know I'm not a a, a, a negative person, but I, I, I like to see the visiting teams, you know, try to say we're going to upset you. I want to see that. And then the second team that uh, I want to play is basically the Packers. But overall, in order, the Lions, Packers and the Seahawks in that order. Definitely. I I, I would love to see Detroit as a playoff team. Dan Campbell really I was wrong about him this beginning of the season. He's really pulled it together. They're looking good. Uh, me personally, I would lo- love to see the Giants uh in the first round and just you know really go to town on uh Daniel Jones there with Nick Bosa. And I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to play him. I just sent you a highlight video, D. I don't know if you saw my text. I don't want that Aaron Rodgers anywhere near us. Uh, but uh I think that's all we got for today, D. Yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, we want to really thank John Jay for coming on here. Finally, uh, I know we've been over there on his show, so good to get him over here on the Deep Digs turf. Uh, we're going to put all these <laughs> links in the description. Go ahead and like, comment, s- subscribe, share this to all the 49ers fans. John Jay, why don't you tell them one more time uh, where they can find you, what you've been working on lately. All right, so first of all, I want to say thank you to the Deep Dig. These guys, uh, one day I found them on, on YouTube. Had to bring them over. Uh, they've been on my show a few times. They've also uh, did the Candlestick for, for, uh, Point Report, which is a pod, pod, podcast I do with another 49er fan who also lives in the city. So I was re- really grateful that they, they were able to hop on and do that show with me. Uh, just one more time, who I am. My name is John with no H-J-O-N-J-A-Y. Basically, for those wondering what does that mean, it is a family name going back to my grandfather. And a lot of the boys are named after that because of our grandfather. Great man. Rest his soul. I wish he was still alive to see what I'm doing because he knew that I love this football team. So that's what John Jay stands for. A little, little personal thing out there for those who want to know why in the, I call myself that. But thank you very much, Deep Dig. And for the fans, go check out 49ers Ultimate Reports. Uh, that's basically my YouTube channel. I do content every single day. I upload shorts. I upload uh, breaking news, any stories that uh, most people are not talking about. It's only 49ers. It's just 49ers football. And hop on whenever you you can. Uh, It's also a community channel where you get to leave comments and I read them during the show. So that's what I do on my channel. Feel free to check it out. If you guys like it, subscribe. If you also like it, like the video. Hit the notification bell if you want to continue to return to see when I'm live and what I am doing. Thank you very much. One last time, Deep Dick, for having me on. Thanks again, John Jay. Everyone, check out his live streams. It's such a good time. Comment. That's I love watching John Jay's live streams. It is always a fun time. Everyone in the it, it, it is truly a community in that uh comment section. So go ahead and check it out, please. And that's all we got today, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Take it easy. Later.